and I were going old school, just me and Reggie. I mean, we, we had a guest last time all the way from the UK. And tonight, Reggie, it's back to just you and me, our sweet spot here at Small Talk. So uh, thank you all for uh, watching tonight and look forward to seeing your comments in the, uh, in the chat. And uh, I would ask that you would go to schmalltalk.tv and check out the website and uh, subscribe to Schmall Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, actually, not Google Play, Google Podcasts, and check us out there. So uh, Reggie, I got to start off tonight by a little bit of a rant. I was just telling you a couple minutes ago before we went live that I've got a little rant tonight and I didn't tell you what it is. We did talk earlier in the day and you were very excited for me because what was I going to have happen in my life tomorrow morning at 9 a.m.? Do you remember? The haircut. I was going to get a haircut tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And then... Just before I got myself all cleaned up to come on live for small talk, I look and I see that my barbershop put out a, a, a long Facebook post uh, that they are not going to be open tomorrow. What? And we have no idea when they are going to be open. And what really ticks me off, and they actually said it right there in the post, they talked about how clean it is. And I've been saying this now for the last six weeks that I've not had a haircut, that here's a business that is regulated to the tilt for mm -hmm. cleanliness, uh, all kinds of sanitation um, regulations and whatnot, and they are closed. And I got to go back to my same mantra that I've had ever since this began, this shutdown, quarantine, lockdown craziness. All right, here it is. Walmart is open. Walmart <laughs> is open. Okay, do I need to say anything else? How is it? I mean, there's a website devoted to how nasty Walmart is. And there's nothing wrong with Walmart. I mean, I, I got nothing wrong with them. I like Walmart. It's the Inverness Mall where I'm at here in this little small community that I love so much in Central Florida. It's the mall. I mean, you go down to Walmart, you can get you can get your hair done. You can get your nails did. You really? can go get you can go get your you know, this could all happen while your car is getting serviced. Right now. Yeah, well, not right now. It's probably closed. My wife just went out to go to the store, and she's checking beforehand what time it is because Walmart may not even be open. I mean, it's like, did you ever, were you ever in that situation where your parents were like, okay, you can go out tonight with your girlfriend, but, you know, you need to be back before, let's say, 11 o'clock, mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, it's like there was this this undertone of, you know, if you're out there past 11 o'clock, you and your girlfriend might actually engage in some shenanigans that could end up with Junior coming, right? Yes. Uh, uh, nine months from now. Yeah, As so if, let's eliminate that opportunity. What was that? Let's eliminate that opportunity by controlling your movement. Right, right. So, you know, we feel secure that if you're back by 11, like that's not going to happen. And then I'm sitting there as a rational person, and I'm thinking to myself, we could be uh, pro procreating Junior, let's just say, at 7 p.m. <laughs> it wouldn't have to be at 11. Like, you're, what, what is going on here? Like, nothing good in the world of corona happens after 8 o'clock? Like, you could go to Walmart at 7 p.m., and you probably won't contract it. But if you're there at 8 p.m., 
you'll probably control. I don't, I just, I don't even understand it at all. Walmart is open. Lowe's is open, but probably one of the most sanitary businesses in town is closed. The barbershop. Right. And the people who know me know that, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of a big deal to me, right? I mean, I like to get my hair cut. I like that, you know, every couple of weeks. I'm going on like six weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? What I missed? What'd you say? You may be a little vain. Hey, well, I mean, hey, whatever. Listen. Grooming is important. I think it is. Yes. I think it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in fact, maybe I shouldn't be because this is probably a scenario like, you ever notice how somebody could p- post a picture of themselves? This generally happens with females, I believe. They'll post a picture of themselves, and by every objective measure, they look like a disaster. They look yeah. like a hot mess. And mm-hmm. then every comment below it is, you know, there'll be like 500 comments saying, oh, girl, you look so good. Mm-hmm. And then someone actually, who by every objective measure looks really good, posts a picture of themselves. They might have like five comments because the, the other 495 people are telling somebody else in a private message how arrogant that person is. That 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 is my belief on what happens in those types of situations. So maybe I should I'm sorry, go ahead. No, maybe maybe I should just go ahead and rock this old shaggy look I got here and not worry about it because you know I probably get a lot more feedback from people saying I look great. Well, that, that, yeah. There's a lot to unpack in that rant. <laughs> Allow me. No, and I'm not even done with the rant yet. But you could go. You could go right. In. Let's let's take this a little bit at a time. So go go ahead. Let's unpack this right now. All right. So while I agree that, and I know a ton of barbers that uh, that they they clean the their clippers like they're surgeons. I mean, literally, you know, they keep the place dusted down and, and everything else. And I could I could. Understand that the hygiene level there is probably 10 times more than it is some snot nosed kid running up, wiping his nose and grabbing stuff off the shelf inside. And then mama making him put it back inside of Walmart. And yet the barber don't sell things that we need. Right. They sell things that we want. Their service is actually, I mean, maybe to some who are a little more conscious of their appearance. It's an essential thing, but to it's not something that's a necessity. Like you could grow hair down to your feet. That's not uh, the end of the world. But you know, if you go without, say, I don't know, meat, food, all those things that Walmart sells, then you, you'd probably be in a hard situation. So that, don't, that, that, that don't don't say meat because you're going to tick off some vegans, and they, you know you don't want the vegans upset with you because they make oh. a lot of noise. Let me tell you. Sustenance. I'll go with sustenance. How about that? Any kind of stuff. Whatever, whatever you choose, whatever trip your trigger, right? Whatever floats your boat, make mine sail. Listen, man, they I have the right to life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of a haircut. Okay. <laughs> and and I should be able to exercise that right. It's like when uh, the people who don't like guns want to yeah. get rid of the, well, they'll say things like, well, why do you need a, uh, why do you need an AR 15? Mm-hmm. And I think the best answer to that I heard from, uh, constitutional scholar mark levin uh someone that the people on the left really hate uh he'll say listen that's not the bill of right uh needs that's the bill of rights mm. it's a bill of rights and not a bill of needs i think right. i have the i think i have the right to life liberty and the pursuit of a haircut okay that's what i have the right 
to that was explicitly spelled out. I would say go forth and do good deeds. Well, I mean, if it's happiness, I'll tell you what would make me happy right now. I wouldn't be on this rant right now if if the barbershop was going to be open tomorrow. And by the way, the barbershop that I go to, the guy that uh, it's a couple that owns it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the the guy he's a barber. Tim is his name. He's a barber, and his wife is there. And I I I call her the broomologist. Right? She goes around. She'll sweep up the hair. But this, let me tell you, Carrie's awesome. All right. What she really does, she's like, she's really like a marketing genius. I mean, you go in there, you're going to get, your picture's going to be on Facebook. She's going to know your name. It's like the cheers of barbershops. Yeah. Right. And because she doesn't cut hair, she does all of that. What I know she's going to do is she's going to be going around that shop and she's going to be disinfecting everything. That that is going to be the cleanest place in town. I'm totally confident of that. Totally. I don't don't doubt it. And yet it's still not essential, right? I mean, when it boils down to it, Walmart sells things that people, it fits in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. When you think about that, right? Lord Jesus. Basic survival things, haircut ain't in there. Like the caveman wasn't trying to get their do done. You know what I mean? Or uh, maybe Captain Caveman. But you know what I mean? Like overall, it's not an essential thing. And so I'll go into, is it okay if I shift to the second one? Go for it. Okay. So the 8 p.m. thing. I don't know what the reason for it down there. It could be just that they're applying universal practice across the stores. But up here, because we have such a high volume of people going in the stores, even though we're supposed to be on quarantine, even though you're not supposed to go. And especially with the new thing about um, meat supposedly drying up, you know, that Trump forcing people to go back into the meat plants, but people don't want to go back to work because they're catching or whatever. Every time that there's any kind of little inclination, there's a, a surge at the stores. Well, for here, we they shut down our grocery stores, all grocery stores, at 8 p.m. And it gives people, it gives the stockers time to safely stock so they can have they can have social distance while they're doing it they don't have to run up and run the cash register they don't have to you know be dealing with uh you know somebody walking down their aisle trying to shop while they're doing it and so it gives them time to safely start restock the shelves and then we actually enacted and i don't know if it's every store but a lot of the stores have created seniors and vulnerable adult hours so like when they before they reopen even at sam's club <clears throat> on I think Thursday, if you go in there from six to seven or no, six to eight o'clock, that's the seniors hour. Right. And seniors and people who are vulnerable and, and susceptible to this disease. And then they reopen with the other stuff. Right. So, again, I think it's uh, to allow them to actually practice the social distance stuff when they're restocking. But I could be wrong. That's what we do up here. And I, I only know that because I know somebody who actually works in a grocery store. They actually went and got a job during the pandemic at the grocery store. And they won't let people be on more than one person on an aisle. <clears throat> and then, like, as you, you got to, when you want to go in the back, you have to time it. You have to communicate with one another so you're not crossing through uh, things of that nature. What do you think of that? I think that we are the people who, I posted this on the the, the barber's page yesterday. Yeah. We are the people who are ancestors. Well, let me let me <laughs> let me own this little ancestry part right here. And by the oh. way, I'm glad you didn't just 
dispel everything I said by calling those white people problems. Um, See, I'm growing, George. You're growing. You're getting there. You're getting there. You know, or first world problems. First world (laughs) problems for the, for the, um, what what do you call the, the missionaries, you know, that might be tuning in tonight. First world problems. Um, Anyway, we are the people who our ancestors, they got on ships and they came. Some voluntarily, some not, over to the United States. I mean, you got to figure back then that was like getting in a spaceship and going to the moon. Like that was really dangerous. And they did that. And I told you at some point, Reggie, how I was doing a training class in a class in Casper, Wyoming, and I got out on the prairie on the freeway and was driving. There was nothing out there. And I looked at absolute nothing and thought, man, people got in wagons and rode across this. That that had to be going. like going to the moon we actually put someone on the moon and now we're afraid to go to the barbershop (laughs) are you kidding me and the only explanation that someone can give me because here are people that want to open up the government's Mm -hmm. not forcing them to no one would force them to open no one would force people through the door they're not allowed to open up. I'm not allowed to go tomorrow, 9 a.m. like I was scheduled to. And uh, but I just don't think the government has the right to do that. I don't know where that right is. We're going to need somebody to stand up and say, nope, I'm opening and people are coming. And, uh, and, then, and then have a lawsuit and figure out uh, what's up. Um, I, don't, I just find it absolutely ridiculous. They won't open the doors. I want to go. And no one can give me a good reason why that shouldn't happen other than to say, well, yeah, but I'm sick and I could get, I could get, or I'm vulnerable and I could get really sick. Mm. Well, then keep your vulnerable self at the house. No one's telling you to go to the barbershop. Nobody. (laughs) Keep your vulnerable self at the house. And I'm healthy and you let me know that you're vulnerable and you need something, I will, I will do whatever I can to be very helpful to you, to your sweet, vulnerable self. I'll do it. it. It's, it's just, it's baffling to me because it all comes back to, for me, this one statement, Walmart's open. (laughs) And I, 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 I'll give you the response I gave. Walmart. Okay. And I've heard that response, but let me just say also, I've had in my lifetime a couple of unfortunate trips to Walmart in the middle of the night. I've been to, let's say, White Castle at maybe, or Taco Bell at maybe like 2 a.m., okay, Mm -hmm. when the party in town was stopping. And I can tell you, there was no problem social distancing at a Walmart or a Taco Bell or a White Castle at like two in the morning. There's no mm. social distance problem there. <laughs> then what is the problem? I mean, I, I don't get it. I go back to, I, I, I have to follow on what the, I think is at least they're applying what we apply up here, which is oh, social distancing thing. If you think about it, if you're in Walmart and you uh, restocking the shelves and stuff, well, what usually happens when the store open late at night and you're restocking the shelves? You got, 
people roaming up and down the aisles right there with you. So there's no way you're going to be able to keep social distance in there, right? You ain't going to be able to stay six feet apart. Half the time, you got to stop what you're doing to run up to the front and uh, check somebody out. I don't know how it works in y'all stores, but up here at our cub, they usually only have like three or four people stocking and only one or two of those can actually run the register, right? So I don't know. It, it just gives people that space. What do you need at nine o'clock that you can't get before eight? It's not about that. Again, I come back to that thought. I, I know we're not talking about the Bill of Rights here, but it's it's the same response that echoes in my mind as when someone talks about why do you need a gun or why do you need however many guns you own? Mm-hmm. Why do you need all that ammo that you've stocked up on? Um, it's it's not it's not a bill of needs. It's a bill of rights. I, right. I just I listen. Walmart can do what they want to. They're they're a private business. They could do what they want. Yeah. Face, Facebook can do what they want. People gripe and complain about First Amendment issues. Nope, it's not a First Amendment issue on Facebook or Twitter. They can do what they want. They are a private company, mm-hmm. right? You you mentioned uh, Kaepernick taking a knee. Well, that's his First Amendment right. No, he's not. He's on the job. He can take his. He can take a knee wherever he wants to. But if his employer says, "Hey, while you're on the job, don't be taking a knee." How about the cash re- at the cash register at Walmart? People on the knees. Man, get up and ring people out. <laughs> that would be an image, man. That would be an image. I'm it like- would be an image. It would definitely be an image, right? So it. So they could listen. They could do what they want to. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But I don't. Know, I just think this hysteria. When my wife walks in, hey Rebecca, she around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. When she walks in with a, hey, where'd you get that meat? <laughs> where where was it? Okay, so she goes and gets a, a a bunch of meat from a local restaurant. I'll I'll, I'll withhold the name. No, the one you just walked in with yesterday. You walked in with that big old slab of meat. It looked like something that Rocky was punching in a in a in a cooler. Where was it? A local restaurant. And how much was it? Well, how much was it per pound? Four dollars. Okay, four dollars and some change for some ribeyes, mm-hmm. and the excitement. <laughs> you know, like we have a local dairy farm, and like a lot of a lot of dairy farms, they're just having to get rid of like their product. They yeah. just get rid of it, throw it away. It's such a shame. So we actually um, could go to a local store and pick up some of their milk, milk that was you know, distributed to schools and whatnot. We could actually go there and get some chocolate milk. And it's like when people are in America are walking around excited because they scored some meat <laughs> and they scored some milk over here. And they got a, like a bootleg haircut from somewhere. <laughs> like what in the world? This is the most powerful country that the planet has ever seen. Mm-hmm. There's no civilization that has been more wealthy and powerful than the United States of America. And here we are in 2020. Hey man, we're gonna go get a haircut. <laughs> hey man, hey, I just scored some meat from uh Ruby Tuesday, they were going to get rid of. Hey, you dropped the name. You dropped the name. That's <laughs> not the place. I don't mind. That, that's a low, that's a big national chain. I don't care. 
But no, actually, I think we did at one point get some. Maybe it wasn't from Ruby Tuesday or it was Applebee's, something like that. It was fantastic. Makes sense for them to do that. They're just going to throw the stuff away anyway. Well, hey, here's what I'm going to tell you. <clears throat> There's a different lens to put on this. So, yeah, it's annoying, and it's, it doesn't even make sense that we're sitting around here as adults living in a country of prosperity and and we taking time to just find joy in the small things. Because that's another way of looking at it, though, <laughs> is it, it'll help you to appreciate the conveniences you had and will once again have through this process. What do you think of that? How'd that land on your partner? That landed on me as being so flowery and it did, though. Yeah, it did, so yeah. syrupy. And that is, you know, you know what? We're 20 minutes into this and I just want to recant everything that I've just said, because you wow. know what? I, I will say I've got Netflix, right? So here's why I'm not going crazy, right? Number yeah. one reason I'm not going crazy we were going to talk about boredom tonight, and I think we can still do that. But mm -hmm. here's here's why I'm not going crazy. Yeah, I have. Well, I have a smartphone, right? I have the world at my fingertips on the smartphone. Mm -hmm. I've got my laptop, world at my fingertips right there. Yeah, I got a 75 inch television over there on the wall. Good lord! Yeah, it's big. It I hung it up though, and it shrunk. Okay. But still, 75 inch television over there with was it Amazon Prime Video, Netflix, my AT&T Now app, you know, to watch some television. Uh, I got like a bootleg fire stick, which I don't even know how to use. So, you know, I can don't, walk you through don't, don't send the cops over here because I, I don't even know how to use the thing. Yeah. So the world is at my finger. I got a I've, I've got a pool outside. I can go jump in the pool got a great, very comfortable living room to lay around in. If other people come in here and they're getting on my nerves, then I got a great patio set outside. I can just go jump in there out, out there and just, just be by myself or whatnot. I think that I just have so many conveniences that that's, that's, that's probably why I'm not going crazy. That's probably why a lot of people are not going crazy. And not, you, and, you know, to say great crazy is a little, a little, a little, far stretch by the way also i have a house that we've been in this house for like five months and we followed the chip and joanna Gaines uh advice and we bought like the worst house in the nicest neighborhood there's a lot of work to do around here and that's been keeping me busy as well yeah, yeah. so i find a way to keep myself busy and yeah. the, the the number one thing then reg i hate to cut you off but one last thing is that i watch or i listen to people talking about how their family's driving them nuts my family's not driving me nuts at all. Not, not one bit. I mean, how could they? I got a wife that's working over here all day long on the computer trying to do therapy. And and uh, I got a son that could just hang out in his room all day long and never even come out here. Uh, yeah. My daughter could just hang out on TikTok and Snapchat all day long and hang out with her friends. She's with her friends right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not quarantining her. Go, go ahead. Go to your friend's house. That's fine. Get on over there. We're well, not driving yeah. each other nuts. We're doing great. So then yet you still want a haircut. <laughs> a brother needs a haircut. Brother needs a haircut. I need to go. Listen. And the other thing is I am being kind of responsible. I see my dad is, uh, my dad is posting here and, uh, I haven't seen my dad in a little while since all this started. And 
yeah, I'd really like to go see my dad. There is that, uh, there's that lingering thought though, that what if I stopped at the gas station along the way and picked up some COVIDs and pass it along to my father? Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about that. Yeah. So uh, while you, you get frustrated at the same time, you're still responsible, right? I mean, you, we, we can sit in our own issue because I, I often provide a counter argument to what you're saying, a counter discussion. But I'm going to be honest with you, I agree with you too. Not on the haircut thing. I've shaved my own head. If you start doing that, brother, your life is so much more. I mean, uh, I can't listen. I'm going to rock it while I have it. That's that's for sure. I'm just going to keep it while I have it. <laughs> and, and my dad, my dad is, uh, he's 76 years old. And he's still got a good head of hair. So I'm going to have it for a while. I'm in no danger here. The key to this is, and in your discussion, what you're saying is you're just speaking on your own values, but you wouldn't jeopardize another person, right? I would absolutely not jeopardize another person, and I don't want anybody to jeopardize themselves. Yeah. So it's just it's just coming down to choice. Like that's what, it. Want to do? That's right. it. I think yesterday I posted. I posted online yesterday that I think we should be operating from the principle of challenge by choice. That was a that was a an idea concept that originated from a company called project adventure. They design and build ropes courses. You know, some people call them challenge courses. Well, in a former life, I was a ropes course instructor, high ropes, low ropes. And whenever we got out there and we told our group, Hey, here's the activity we're going to do. This is the element we're going to, you're going to climb up this tree. You're going to walk across that pole. You're going to jump from this pole and grab a trapeze, whatever. It was always challenged by choice. We let them know that it's your choice to take this challenge or not. And I'm going to be completely neutral on that. And take the challenge if you want or don't. I'll respect it. And I just think that's what we're going to have to operate from that principle because this thing's coming back and get around again. And then yeah. I don't know, maybe about 18 months from now, what's really going to come back around is the, is the fact we've just dumped about $6 trillion into the, uh, the economy, into our monetary system. They were just printing money that ain't there, really. There was no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. We're going to pay for this thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> ain't no free rides on this train. And the thing to keep in mind, too, like as you're talking about this, <clears throat> I got to clear my throat. I keep thinking it just goes back to everybody seems to function on this idea of choice. I mean, I shouldn't say everybody. Those who want to reopen say it's choice. You know, they, they, cite Sweden and how Sweden has a herd immunity. We'll talk about like uh, quite a few other places that never shut down. There's states that hadn't shut down at all. I mean, I'm adjacent to two of them, right? So, and it should come down to choice, but there, there are portions of our society, at least in our society, that the choices of others could have deep impacts on them and they don't really have a choice. Like, right, who, who are those people? Because I'm not mm-hmm. going to disagree with you. Like, I have maybe a couple in mind, but yeah, go ahead. Tell me who those people are. People in lower economic st- status. I won't even go to a racial thing because there's poor black folks and poor white folks and poor Asian folks and poor Hispanic folks. Uh, people in lower economic status, status that sometimes the, the folks who have the choices they make have implications on the have nots and kind of limit the choices that they might have in a situation. I, it's, I, I find it funny. I saw a meme the other day, and I might have said this on the show before, but uh, it said, all you folks running around here wigging out about uh, having to choose different foods to eat or 
not being able to go get your hair done or this, that, and the other. And if you were poor, like I said, I'm glad I was poor because this ain't nothing new. This is the end of the month. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this ain't nothing special, right? And so people who've done without, again, it's just a normal, normal kind of pattern. But those of us who've been blessed to have a, a few more, right? I mean, a little bit more. This it, it, we, we can lose sight of the fact that, yeah, my choices could impact somebody below me and not really even, and, and I don't even know it, right? And it's definitely not my intention. So the idea is, if we, if we set a standard for all, then it, it, I wouldn't say it levels the playing field because there's nothing ever really to do that, but at least gives, um, uh, it, it's equitable, if that makes sense. So, your current situation, you say you are blessed and highly favored. Uh, you're yes. Doing, you're doing good. Now, yes. break down the percentages here for me. Mm-hmm. How much of that is being, what's the percentage here of your current situation is being blessed, like it was out of your control, versus it was choices that you made? What's, what's the percentages on those? How's that break down? Because of my faith, I'm gonna say it's it, it's His grace and nah, my grace. Now I, hold I, on. Now what? Okay, okay. Go, go ahead, mind. mate. Okay, because okay, so give me the because of your faith, and then the I don't know what's what's the other answer. The, the absent faith answer. I mean, what do you got here? <laughs> what, what then, I'll give you the, the 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 secular response. It was choices I made, but it was also luck, man. But luck is when opportunity meets preparation. You've heard that phrase before. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that I've come in contact with and opportunities I've gotten. Man, it, there had to be something else going on other than just me being this suave cat that I am. You know what I mean? I got a gift for gab. I can run my mouth with anybody. And yet, sometimes I've been afforded a chance to run my mouth in rooms that other people might not have. And I guess it still goes back to choice. It's because of the, the relationships I chose to be in and the way I chose to carry myself that put me in that space. So, uh, but I always have to defer and say, God, God has a plan, right? And I used to hear this phrase that everything happens for a reason. You know, I don't believe that anymore. What I do believe is that God can use any situation for good. And I also recognize that we can, t- we can block our blessings. Like we, we, we can put things in our heart and choices that we make that will prevent us from having the things that God intended for us. You believe that? So that's I why- do. I- combination of the two right i mean i do believe that i, b- I believe they come down to choice i believe that where maybe luck okay i i I'd probably say if you and i really got into this theologically we probably both say there's no such thing as luck no is that no like no we I wouldn't agree, agree on that you wouldn't agree, I agree okay. with you. okay no gotcha gotcha so uh yeah, theologically, I'd say, okay, there's no such thing as luck. You and I both hit the jackpot when we were born in the United States. I got to agree. Yeah, good. I'm glad you do. I yeah. might have won the, the, the lucky lotto. You might have won the Powerball, though. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You can say it as much as you want to, but uh, the people <laughs> who watch and listen to us twice a week, every week, have heard you say many times, that you can say things that I can't say and you have recourse that I don't have and all the rest of it. So, you know, it's probably a mixed bag. 
Okay, okay. You you go. Go. I'm sorry. I mean, so, no, 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 it's good. So we both hit the jackpot, let's say, with being here. Uh, there's like, who are your parents, right? You, mm -hmm. you hit hit the jackpot given who your, your father is and your mother. Um, I don't know, even the area of the country that you grew up in. Like there's all sorts of things like that where we got a leg up to, to begin with. I'll, I'll give that to you. That to mm -hmm. me, that is where I got to say, man, thank God. Thank God I'm here. I'm really glad that I'm not in Iran. Oh yeah. That's for sure. I'm really glad I'm not in Wuhan mm -hmm. for sure. I probably have a better chance of being alive in Wuhan than here right now because they exported this nonsense to us and they turned out just fine. But yeah, that that's the extent of it as far as I'm concerned. And then the rest of it is basically choices that you make. Yeah. I can't, I cannot take that away because I believe in it. And we talked about <clears throat> previously, like people have different scopes of choices, but ultimately you still have a choice in 89% uh, of the things. I mean, there's some things that you don't have a choice in. Somebody run up on you, <clears throat> shoot you in the back of the head. You didn't know it was coming. You didn't have a choice in that moment. But that fight or flight moments are so rare in comparison to the times when we do have a chance to make a choice. Eh, I got to concede that. But tell me, and, and, and the argument, where are we going with this? <clears throat> well, let me just say, I, I'm not a guy to take that too far either, by the way. Like, if the theological argument... Like if, if, if I got up on the roof right now and plunged myself off headlong, don't, don't any, I don't want anybody at my funeral saying, well, the Lord just decided it was his time to call him home. No, that's stupidity. Right. Like that's just, that's just dumb. Yeah. So I think that we have so much stuff to keep us busy. Well, I do. Anyway. I'll speak for myself. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. all, all the, you know, the articles you send me and the videos that you'll send me like that nonsense that was on the view the other day. Yeah, all that stuff that keeps us occupied. And, and by the way, on that, I'm going to say that there's been more worthwhile contribution to society from the Small Talk podcast and, and live Facebook show in the last month than has probably come forth from The View in the last, I don't know, how long has it been on? It's absolutely Ever. ridiculous. Ever. So... <clears throat> being that you and I have both worked in the criminal justice system for a long time, you and I both know that this issue of boredom generally contributes to criminal behavior. Is mm -hmm. that, is that right? Is that how you see it? Idle hands of the devil's workshop. Yeah. I think the research is pretty clear on that. Yeah. So it, it, it depending on, what research article you read, it might be stated a few different ways. You know, some researchers might just say, use the word boredom. Some might say more, uh, leisure, in leisure. a more sophisticated manner. They may say, yeah, poor use of leisure time or dissatisfaction with conventional activities or, you know, something, something like that to make themselves sound more smart than what they are. But really it just comes down to the idle, idle hands are the devil's workshop. So I, I was looking at some crime rates, and murder, rape, robbery, burglary, assault, grand larceny, and car theft are down 12% at the epicenter of COVID-19. That's New York City, mm -hmm. down 12%. In Los Angeles, the 2020 crime 
key crime statistics were, were consistent with last year up until March 15th. Uh, when those crime statistics dropped, those key key indicators dropped by thirty percent, mm-hmm. and, and that's not just happening in the United States. Let me let me give you a couple of others that I read, and and where did I get this from? This is uh, this from the New York Post. In El Salvador, they're exper- experiencing two killings per day. Presently, two killings mm-hmm. per day. You say, well, that's not good. Well. That's down from a peak of 600 a day just a few years ago. That's pretty amazing. And yeah. then uh, in, in Peru, crime was down 84% last month. Hmm. Reggie, you are a blessed and highly favored, highly sought after uh, trainer in the criminal justice field, as am I. What is your explanation for these uh, declining crime stats. Well, sometimes it's easy to do dirt when there's a lot of people around. <laughs> and, and there ain't a lot of people out there to mask the dirt that you're doing. And there ain't a lot of people out there for you to victimize too, right? I mean, like, it's it just a uh, natural consequence of people sheltering in place where it's easy, it's harder to break into my home when I'm home. Right. It's I, I don't have that many choices of who I can rob when there ain't that many people running the street. And if there's if I do choose to rob somebody, it'll be way more obvious unless I can shove them in a corner. But I mean, an alley. But even then, folks at home, they can watch and see. And then I think another part of that uh, that contributes to it. So that's kind of my, my jovial aspect of looking at it. Basically, ain't nowhere to hide when you do your dirt no more. Well, there's fewer places to hide. But I think, honestly, what it boils down to is it's it, people have shifted focus and, and they find something to do in their idle time. And I think a lot of it has to do with the internet, I, I, social media. I mean, like whatever trips your trigger, Netflix. We just live in a docile time. I mean, it, before all this jumped off, juvenile crime was down significantly. And a lot of uh, leading criminologists or researchers say uh, that social media and this current age of like just being overwhelmed with information, but having all this technology and digital access really is a contributor to juvenile crime going down. I, I think that's an aspect of it. People got other stuff that they can get into, and the few people that might want to get in the game, might want to go out and do dirt, you're going to be really exposed when you do it because it's not in a crowd anymore. It's like you and the two other people that you're doing the dirt to. What do you think? I think we're just soft. We're just too soft for crime anymore. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, we're just too soft. Like our our culture's just made us too soft for crime anymore. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, listen, with with the with the last name Schmalstig, I'm I might have I might have taken a little bit of heat from my peers when I was a kid and ended up in you know, a couple fist fights here and there. Not, you know, nothing huge. It's not like I was in a fist fight every day. But we didn't really fist fight at school. We 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 did it after school. And the reason was because, well, we, we really didn't want to get in a whole lot of trouble with at school. Mm-hmm. And it almost feel like there was a sense about um, about us that, like, we, we just wanted to finish it. Like, if you got into it at school, you weren't going to finish it. 
And this is because someone's going to come break it up. And this is, uh, I knew a principal that said if he got, he gets called on the radio, hey, we got a fight in the cafeteria. He's like, George, I take my time getting there. Hmm. I just let them beat the stupid out of themselves until, you know, until I, till I get there. Maybe when I show up, it'll all be over, you know? And his theory was, you know, they fight in school because they know that's what's going to happen. Someone's going to break it up. He was like, man, we used to fight after school. So well, there might be a little bit of, Truth to that. Now, listen, here on Small Talk, we do not advocate fighting in any way, shape, manner, and form, whether it be in school or after school or any other place. Talk it out. Figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, people are much more likely to do a burglary rather than a robbery. Mm. They're not going to come up and rob you. Like, what's the chances of Reggie Prince getting robbed by some uh, by somebody? Hey, you're well, six. You're six eleven, and if it, if it was someone that robbed you, it'd be like a really little dude with Napoleon complex. <laughs> That's probably true. But you're right. I mean, strong arm robbery as a whole. Uh, that, that, that everything's down. Uh, it is. Maybe we are as as a society softening up. I, I think which is not a bad thing, by the way. No, but we we again social media, the internet. All these different places have given us these vehicles to be able to express that anger and frustration for a lot of different people, or to be what do you call them, keyboard warriors? Or I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, um, they they got ways of getting it out there that kind of keep them from having to go express it in the world. I mean, that's not to say it's going to el- completely eliminate it, but I think there's just other avenues for people to get their jollies or fuel that kind of negative energy that doesn't necessarily lead to like direct victim crimes. It's more yeah. hurting people feeling. And that's how, that's why I think people have become so sensitive and heightened around this idea of being offended by words, right? Because that that that's the new angle of, of, of assault. It ain't so much you're gonna get you get the brakes beat off you no more. Now I'm just gonna shame you or like ridicule you or criticize you in some kind of public forum online. And that's now as hurtful and harmful as what used to be. You get out of pocket with somebody. They, 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 you usually had to get your back dirty if you, if you ran your mouth with somebody. Right. Well, I tell you what, man. I'd rather. I'm glad I grew up when I did. Mm-hmm. I just am. I, I would. I would much rather get my back dirty than to be constantly dealing with nonsense on social media. Yeah, that's just but, me. And and then, listen, that's the way I grew up. It's the era I grew up in, so of course I'd be partial to it. But I, I just, I think that that's, I don't know. For me, that's just a better way to go. Well, the, the social media has also given the meek a forum, right? Whereas before, the, you had to kind of bow down to size and intimidation or, you know, the ability of somebody to hurt you. Like, if somebody was stronger than you, you usually shut your mouth. Richard Pryor had a joke where he, he, he was messing with some dudes and the dude was so tough. Richard got mad and balled his fist up. Dude looked at him and said, unball your fist. <laughs> <laughs> and he did, right? Well, now you ain't got to suffer that no more, right? You can go online and you can get a whole contingent of, of your own people. And they ain't got to be your own people. Just somebody who buy into whatever you're delivering right now. And you got a sense of power. But th- that power rarely, if ever, like translates or transfers out into the world. Those same people who woof and like jump down people's throat and act tough, if they wouldn't bust a, a, a grape in a wine factory, 
wouldn't throw rice at a wedding, right? So I think we it's the wussification of our country that has led to kind of the the the, the softness that we're seeing. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm rambling, but I don't know. I I think that uh, with so much heat put on men mm. to be softer, um, you know, I I just. I just think to some degree we are, you know, this, and I think this is a fact. I think I did. I just heard Dr. Drew talking about this, how men these days have like more estrogen in their system than what men have in the past. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, you confirm that? Well, Rebecca just told me, uh, my producer and fact checker over here just told me because they sit and watch, uh, play video games all day and consume media instead of actually getting up and going outside and playing sports and yeah. going outside. Lifestyle changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually have more estrogen. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the chubbier you are, the more weight you have on as a male, the, the less testosterone and the more that increases, right? So, I mean, think about it. BMIs are up. Uh, what do they say? at least based on some of them crazy charts, a significant portion of adult males in this country are considered obese. And a, a large portion of that is considered to be morbidly obese. We don't do nothing, man. We just sit around. Ain't nobody out digging ditches no more. I mean, we don't, if you do hunt, you usually got a, enough equipment on the gun to where <laughs> you can just sit the gun out. It'll find the deer and kill it for you, right? Like, what? Yeah. It, I'll tell you it, what I'm hunting for. I'm hunting for a haircut. That's what I'm hunting for. If anyone knows where I can get one, then you just let me know because that's what I'm hunting for these days. <laughs> I'm so sad for you, brother. Because when you told me that earlier today, I'm not kidding you. I went to my wife and I'm like, he's going to get a haircut. He just sounds as giddy as us. Just all get out, man. Like you, you really had joy in your voice when you spoke to it. And then to hear this tonight, it's, it's disheartening. Little- I think you were going to say I was giddy like a little schoolgirl. I think that's what you were about ready to say right there. What were you going to say? Not really. Okay. I heard I, that. I heard that. I heard you said, I heard the, you're, you were as giddy as, as a, you were as giddy as a, and then you changed what you were saying. So I just all, to, all get out. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. That's kind of my phrase, man. Okay. Well, get out is what we need to do. Sounds good I, to me. I think we need to take the challenge. If we're up for it, and then we just need to respect that. And uh, I, I sent you last night as well. I just want to get your reaction. I sent you a meme because I've been telling you that this next election for Joe Biden is going to be weekend at Biden's. Yeah, I saw that. That was so cool. Yeah, and was- so I figured I there's no way like I had an original thought right there. So I went to Google, typed in weekend at Biden's, clicked on images, and I found some really good stuff, man. That that was that was so cool. I don't get into a deep political discussion because I know we try to keep this uh we we don't have time for it, but I just wanted to I wanted to get your reaction because earlier today we didn't talk about it. Oh absolutely. I, I I loved it. It tickled the devil out of me. I showed it to my wife. I showed it to everybody in the house and my wife was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> Good, because I know your wife is very liberal. I'm glad she saw some humor in that. She did. She did. She, hey, dude, I'm, I think honestly, these conversations I have with you, because as soon as I get off it, I go tell her how bad George did me. Right? Like you just mistreat me, whip me like, roll me like a government mule, doggone it. 
and, and we talk about stuff. And I think it's actually open. We have less tense conversations because some of the things we talk about on here, at least for her, is thought provoking. She don't necessarily agree with what we talk about, but at least it gives her a different lens to kind of see things through and, and, a, and a, a rationale for why people might be on a different side of the, the, the coin than she is on certain things. And listen, the, that's it's a good place to wrap up. And just to reiterate, we're like, I don't know, a month into this. And I think it's it's good to reiterate the fact that we're not on here saying that our way is the right way, no matter how much you get worked up and, 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 and you know, go on a rant or whatever the case is. These are just my opinions, your opinions. Everyone's got their opinion. And I just don't want to live in a world where you cannot share your opinion. Yeah. Safely. Right. right? We ain't right. got to agree. We shouldn't agree. I had a supervisor once before that told me if he had two employees that thought alike, he don't need both of them. He only need one. Right? I mean, so we should have dif differing opinions. That, that's the richness of having a free society is to be able to share and learn from one another and to be able to think something that's completely absurdly opposite of what I think and still be okay. And that is the First Amendment. And the reason why the First Amendment is so important is because speech is a form of thinking. Mm. And if you stifle speech, then you will stifle thought. Wow. And I see, I see that happening everywhere, and I think it's ridiculous because I might have an idea about something, and then I talk to you. We do this all the time. You, you'll call me, and you're like, dude, I just need to talk to you for a second. Yep. I just need to get your opinion on something, and, and I, I'll do the same for you. And you have something in your mind, then you talk to somebody, and then you're at a different conclusion because speaking and talking is thinking. And if a guy like Ben Shapiro or Michael Knowles or Dave Rubin or Jordan Peters, you go down the list of all these people, Joe Rogan, these guys can't show up at UC Berkeley yeah. Without a bunch of snowflakes, as our uh, friend from uh, Bridlington, uh, United Kingdom, the other night called him, yeah. uh, can't you know runs them out of there and says you can't talk here because speech is violence. Then what we've done in the final analysis is that we have stifled thought, and mm -hmm. that is a very very dangerous thing. And from my lens, of somebody who may not agree with those folks, I want to hear what they have to say so I know what I'm up against. Right, I, I don't want you to be in the shadows carrying on them conversations. Get a bullhorn and scream it from the the, the most high, because I need to know what what challenges I might have to face and what obstacles might be in front of me. And if we stifle that, then we we go back to the clan, man. You know what I mean? At least from my lens, we go back to those secret societies, and that's never been healthy for our country ever. And not it doesn't matter which brand of secret society comes out, it's never been healthy for us. Well, this is why MSNBC News was on my television this morning until a little bit after 9 a.m. And I, I just couldn't take it anymore. No, it might have been around 10. I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I had to you're, turn that junk off. You're a better man than me. I am allegedly a liberal, and I stress allegedly. And I have not watched that channel with the volume up <laughs> in about a month and a half. I haven't. I, I, I don't want to put myself out there and look bad, but my opinion on how, how they have handled this this whole situation from beginning to currently, I, I ain't gonna put that out there because I don't want to offend nobody and I don't want to put jeopardize that blessed and highly favored status either. <laughs> well, here's uh here's the shoe I'm waiting to drop. I'm waiting on it to drop. 
let's just go ahead and put it out here right now on April 30th at 8.53 p.m. When Bert, uh, what's her name, Burks and Fauci, when those two become the target of Donald J. Trump, watch out. Yes, sir. Yes, I think sir. that's where this is headed. Oh, yeah. And then this is going to really get real. Oh, my Lord. It's going to be so interesting to look back at this whole thing five, ten years from now when we actually have all the real numbers, if we ever get real numbers on this thing. And, uh, and I'm talking all the numbers. I'm talking domestic violence and suicides and all the factors that people dismiss when they're like, well, I'm sick. Everyone needs to stay home. I'm, I'm not well. I have high blood pressure. 330 million people need to stay at the house because I have high blood pressure. If I go out, I might get sick. Nope. Sorry. Stay home. We'll help you. But God bless you. Stay at the, stay at the house and get your heart right with Jesus. <laughs> Make right with the Lord because your buddy's coronavirus. That's exactly right. And a little <laughs> shout out to my buddy, Dan, that I've not seen since college at Wright State University in Dayton. Just before I failed out of that place, he watched tonight, enjoyed listening. I appreciate that. That's fantastic. All right, Reggie. Well, I'm going to try to stave off boredom until next Tuesday night when we do this again. This has really become like the highlight of my week. I'm, I'm with you there, brother. I, mean, I got a lot of business stuff to do. This is my uh, escape. It's my Calgon moment. Uh, that might be too dated for some people, but this takes me away. Yes, sir. I like it. All right. Well, we'll be back again at 8 o'clock next Tuesday. Uh, in the meantime, Again, I want to encourage you to go to schmalltalk.tv, check out the website, and go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, listen. As soon as we're off here tonight, I'll go ahead and download that audio and uh, put it up on the podcast. And so appreciate you going there, downloading it, and uh, give us some love. And uh, Reggie, I appreciate this, man. I appreciate that what we've done with our boredom here is uh, – I, gosh, was four weeks ago, five weeks ago, we started this, uh, mm -hmm. and, and you've been there with me. Uh, and I know you're not going anywhere. Nowhere. You better not, man, because everybody likes you more than they like me. So, uh, so let me just say, man, this has been a great experience so far. I'm looking forward to like getting to show number 100 and 200. We might even have a sponsor or something by then. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah, and uh, it, we're we're playing the lottery now, so that. Uh, we could maybe even hit the lottery and take small talk to a whole new level. Ooh, yes, sir. Because what what would what would you say? I mean, what would a podcast look like if you just didn't even have to worry about money anymore? That'd be very interesting. Especially from some opinionated people like us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but despite all those opinions, we still love each other, and it ends up. Uh, being all good in the end. So that's what it's all about. So, uh, and listen, if you, I, I find something, you know, you got to find somebody in your life that has a relationship like Reggie and I do, where you can just bounce stuff back and forth with them and, and talk about life. I got a friend, um, I got a few friends I do that with Reggie. You're the one I do it with most. And, uh, I've got a guy who I got to get him on our podcast, childhood friend, 
Uh, he's in the military for 21 years, retired, and I got to coach him up on making sure <laughs> making sure he keeps this a family show when we get him on, right? I got to coach him up a little bit. He's, mm-hmm. he's got he's got to make me confident. I think I'm there. He's got to really make me confident. He's not going to cause me to have to put the little E for explicit <laughs> uh, on this whole thing when I upload it to the podcast platform. Uh, I don't want to get uh, kicked off of Facebook, but I think that's going to be fun. His, uh, his name's Clay, so I'm looking forward to that real soon. Maybe next week we can get him on here. There you go. Uh, we're going to talk about personal accountability and responsibility. Oh, I love that conversation. Oh, man, so do I. Yes, so sir. do I. All right, so in the meantime, take personal accountability, personal responsibility for yourself, your own choices. Choose to go out if you want. The parks are open in our community. Take the challenge if you want, and if you don't, then stay home. But don't gripe about people regardless of their choice. Protect yourself. You'll be hey. fine. We're going to get through this. We've got Netflix. I mean, come on. What more can you ask for? And jailbroken fire sticks. <laughs> and jailbroken fire sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that though. For anybody watching, I'm just joking. I'm not illegal in that way. Turn this thing off, George. <laughs> Reggie, there's a country song in there somewhere. Netflix and jailbroken fire sticks. It's just waiting to be written. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, and maybe sung by my doppelganger. Uh, what's his name? Luke Bryan. Luke oh, Bryan. Luke- yeah, I get told I look like Luke Bryan. Yeah, definitely. That's yeah, <laughs> definitely can't sing like him. All right, everyone. Until next time, take care of yourself. Be personally responsible. Take the challenge. Enjoy yourself, and don't do any strong arm robbery. We don't want those crimes statistics. Easy for me to say, going back up. But if crime does go back up, Reggie, for you and I, that's called job security. Yes, sir. That's it. All right, until next time.